Come chat with Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 132 of Consignment Chats. This is one of our favorites. We are doing a spotlight today. We're doing spotlight, though, on a different kind of business, not just an individual reselling business. But as you see, we have three additional lovely faces with us today. We are actually highlighting an event, and we're going to talk about that event. We kind of have it represented in different places. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we're going to get into that, but we're going to start first with introducing, having these ladies introduce themselves and um, start with some background before we get into the exciting things. First, let's give a little, hey, y'all. Everybody say hi. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, right, Katie, why don't you start us out? All right, man, where do I even start? I guess I'll just start with myself. My name is Katie Zilberberg, and I am a reseller. I've been doing it full-time since the end of 2015. I dabbled in it a lot before then, uh, but I am a full-time reseller on multiple platforms. Uh, I sell primarily men's vintage streetwear, so a lot of t-shirts, sweatshirts, things like that. Um, I sell on eBay, Etsy, Grilled, Mercari, just started on Depop. Maybe I'll dip my toe in Posh soon. I don't know. I don't know what I really want to, but it might happen. Um, Libby will give you feedback on that if you want it. <laughs> For those of you on YouTube, she's really holding that in too. Like if you could see her face during that, that was great. <laughs> Good job, Libby. Anyway, go ahead. Um, I also, and Vicki will talk about herself in a moment. She's my wife. Uh, we we have separate businesses, but we also have a YouTube channel, Katie and Vicki. And uh, I guess we consider ourselves leaders in the community. We help our friend Teresa Cox, who's here as well, run a Facebook group. And, and then also we have our conference, the Boss Reseller Remix, which we'll also get more into. But I guess that's probably a good quick little overview of me. Yep. Okay. So I'm Vicki uh, Zilverberg. Uh, although I haven't legally changed my name yet. Not that anybody needs to know. That. It's get on that, that girl. It's on now. Facebook all right. That's all that matters. Facebook and Zoom and legal anyway, right? There <laughs> so you go. That's all that matters. Um, so I'm a reseller as well. I've been selling since about, I, my, I got my eBay account in 1998. I was buying more than selling at that point. But I started dipping my toe into selling in the early 2000s um, and was part-time making a full-time income by the, by 2005. And then 2009, I left the real jobby job world, um, and went full-time all in. And I have never had a job for anyone else since then. So, and I, I tell people I'm, I'm unhirable at this point. Um, I'm not sure I could work for another human being. I'd probably be fired the first day. Um, anyway, so this reselling crap really needs to work out or I'm screwed. Uh, but <laughs> Um, I sell I sell a little bit of everything. I started as an antiques and collectibles dealer. Uh, I, I lived on the East Coast. I'm originally from, from Rhode Island. We live in Las Vegas now. And um, that was what I had to sell out there. And then I moved to Las Vegas 10 years ago and that was gone. So I turned to trying to uh, teach myself something new. And for that, for me, that was vintage, vintage clothing um, I've kind of honed my my skills over the years, and I specialize mostly in women's vintage clothing, a little bit in men's as well, when I can get it away from Katie, if we're sourcing together. Um, yeah, and that's it. I mean, as Katie said, we we both like to teach 
Um, we both like to share our, our knowledge and try to help other uh, sellers in the community and try to, uh, I don't know, impart our wisdom <laughs> through, through things that we've done that didn't work out, but also things that we do that does work out. So, you know, we try to be very transparent about our business and try to help yeah, people. The ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I love that. Authenticity, right? That's the good, that's the best of the best right there. That's what I love to hear. So um, these two are definitely a wealth of information in the vintage world. So if you're watching now and have any thoughts of vintage, um, Libby's going to, Libby will link up both Teresa and these two ladies so you can find them, but you definitely want to follow them because they will answer questions. They know stuff that I never even dreamt about knowing that I've learned from them. (laughs) So you don't want to miss that. All right, Teresa. For sure. Um, Hi, I'm Teresa Cox, and I have been selling on eBay since it started, 1995, when it was auction bites. That sounds right. And then um, I was selling for stuff for work, and then I got my own account in 97, and I've been selling part-time on the side since then. Um, I left my full-time job. No, I was laid off of my dream full-time job in 2012, so I said, great, I'll just sell on eBay. Well, um, six months later, I was like, dang, I don't have any savings. (laughs) This doesn't work. So I had to go back and get a job twice. And then I I said, I'm done with this in 2015 and walked away from corporate America for the last time. And um, I've been selling full-time since. Um, At the time, I think I started selling on Amazon in 2015 as well. And up until 2019, 2019, when it was perfectly launched, I only sold on eBay and Amazon. And since then, I have expanded like everyone else. I do Poshmark, Etsy, Macari, one of those, Depop and Grail for some of my uh, stuff. But anyway, so I sell across different platforms. I um, started Boss Facebook group, Business for Online Selling Success in 2017. And um, Katie and Vicky came on to help me run that. And um, I started, um, I won't go into the list perfectly, but list perfectly found me at my local meetup group in 2019. And I started working with them, helping them test stuff out and whatever. So I have been um, working for them since then, you know, just helping out with a Facebook group, doing a weekly thing, so on and so forth. And um, over the last four years, that has grown into me now doing more work for them. Um, but I still sell, I still source and I still sell once an online seller, always an online seller. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I want to ask a question about yeah. uh, the, the origins of boss. Like what was like, what was that first thought where you thought, where you started, started the group? Like, why okay. did you start the group? Well, where did, how did so- it come about? Let me just start with the Facebook group and then you can tell about the uh, reseller remix. Katie. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, well, hold the on, hold on one second. Take us back. Hold on one second, because Teresa didn't talk at all about what she sells or what her expertise is in. And so I wanted to say real quick, she's very, very different than we are. She's not a thrifter. She doesn't really particularly like thrifting. So mostly uh, she does like, she likes retail arbitrage, doing wholesale buys, things like that. So her area of expertise, I would say is more about systems and yeah. um, numbers. Uh, yes. She's the go-to person if you if you're you know just going crazy with inventory management or setting up you know ways to better more efficiently run your business. 
Um, she's also about partnerships, you know, um, and supporting other people and businesses and Amazon. So she kind of, I feel like between the three of us, she really fills in a lot of areas that like we don't know anything about and um, finances and analytics, things like that. All the, yes. all the boring number stuff is, goes right <laughs> over my head and Teresa is to the penny on everything. She loves yeah, it. So my career, I spent 30 years in higher ed doing finance and operations. So I am a numbers geek. I do like myself a spreadsheet. And yes, I do. I'm not a thrifter. That doesn't mean I won't go thrifting with the group of going thrifting, but I don't have that thrill of the hunt like a lot of people do. I have pictures to prove it. <clears throat> I know. I did go. I did. Some, we needed a driver. I volunteered. Um, but I, you know, when I go, I find some fun stuff and then it sits in the office for two or three months until I get listed. But um, definitely retail arbitrage and wholesale buys are my thing. I'm definitely getting ready to ramp up my Amazon business back to where it was pre-COVID. And um, I'm excited for that because I have some uh, big financial goals for myself. Ooh. Ooh. Unattainable in my mind right now, but nothing is unattainable if you put it out there as a goal. There you go. Yes. All right, tell us about the Facebook group. Oh, yes. Yeah. So thank you, Katie, because Katie fills in all my, she's my biggest cheerleader and she fills in all the stuff that I always forget about because, you know, <laughs> it's hard to talk about yourself. Um, so boss, I launched boss in late 2017, um, because with my background in finance, in operations, I frankly got tired of Facebook groups telling anybody that asked anything related to a tax question that it wasn't allowed in the group. You had to consult a CPA. I was like, that is the stupidest answer to this very basic question for every business. And so the idea behind Boss was that it was for the business side of selling. But what I learned very quickly was that was hot and boring and nobody liked just talking about that. <laughs> and I had I would have been there. I would have been there. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. I, I found my people. I really <laughs> wanted to, I really wanted to show people how to get their books up on Quicken, but I am not a um, YouTuber or even social media person and like figuring out how to do all that stuff without showing all my accounting information was too much for me. So then I just kind of ditched that. And then Katie came on, Vicki came on and we just started just it sort of expanded. Katie was starting her channel. This is when Vicki didn't want to be in front of the camera. There was a time Katie started. Really? Yeah, yeah, there was. Oh, in the early days, I was on Katie's channel so often. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> people are going to get tired of me. But um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So then we just, it just sort of expanded from that. And um, their YouTube show absolutely helped grow it. Um, and then we just started using Boss as sort of the central point. Mm-hmm. And then what happened, Katie and Vicki? So before you jump on to, to what's on our t-shirts, though, back to all this, how, how did you connect to even start all this to bring them into your boss web facebook page yeah how did you, guys you know each other facebook groups community. facebook groups yeah we met and in, then we met on a facebook group first and then Teresa and i met at ebay open in 2016 all right uh which is a, which is a conference put on by ebay it used to do one annually uh for a few years and they have they the last one was in 2019 we met then and we had already known each other a little bit through this facebook group and we just, we liked each other. So we like hung out and talked. And I actually, like a month later, drove through her town going on a th- sourcing trip and we hung out and got lunch or milkshakes. I think we got milkshakes. And um, What flavor? That I <laughs> she probably got vanilla. I remember we played credit card roulette and I 
won, which meant that they picked my credit card and I had to pay for lunch. <laughs> well, and then uh, I met both of them at eBay Open 2017. I actually met Teresa first. And Teresa loves this story because as we were taking a selfie, somebody from eBay, one of the photographers took a picture of us and it. So it, it's like every once in a while it pops up on some sort of, you know, eBay marketing thing, us um, taking a selfie of ourselves. So it was kind of like an inception moment. Um, <laughs> they tweeted it. They tweeted it out from that conference and I got a screen uh, screenshot of it. But um, so I was the first person that Katie met at that conference. Mm -hmm. It's true. But we knew in person. Okay. We okay. knew each we other. We knew each other off, I mean, on, in Facebook groups and stuff. Um, so, but we weren't like friend friends. It was more like acquaintances, acquaintances, coworkers, because we were both admins at the time. But anyway, um, and so I met Vicky and then uh, what, three, four months later, I was living in Oregon. Three or four months later, Vicky came and loaded me up in a U-Haul and moved me to Vegas and then uh, we just got married in December. So eBay and reseller communities are basically responsible for our relationship as well as like pretty much 95% of our friendships now. Yeah, I would say like 70, for me, like 75% of the friendships that uh, I'm just one of those people I make a friend, I hang on to you for life. So I have people from all different stages of my life that I'm still friends with. But I would say 75% of the social interaction that we do today is with other resellers, whether it, no matter where they are in the country, you know, um, we travel a lot and visit a lot of people. So to talk about how did the remix come about, the Boss Reseller Remix, this is year three of our annual conference. Um, at the end of 2019 or somewhere around the end of 2019, eBay, eBay had announced that they would not be coming back with eBay open in the manner that they had done it before which was a big two, 3,000 person convention here held in Las Vegas in July. Uh, hot as heck in Vegas in July, to be fair. But you never really went outside. Everybody just kind of stayed in, in the hotels and the casinos and the conference center. Um, and we loved it. And you know, the thing is, is that even before they decided they weren't going to bring it back, we'd always talked about like what we loved about eBay Open, but also what we thought was lacking. And so we talked about it right after that and said, well, if they're not going to do something, why the heck can't we? Like our original conversation, I think, was we were going to rent a house and do classes inside of a house and do like a big, like a reseller getaway weekend like a retreat. type of thing, a retreat. And, and we realized, well, why don't we just, no, let's just, we can go bigger. We, or can, we, do, we can do better than that. Or we talk about like getting a reseller compound and all having matching clothing and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I just want to throw in there, Vicki and Katie, we talked about the reseller beach weekend in South Carolina. That is not going to be a conference. That is just going to be a rented house with a close neck. But, but can, we still have the, can we still have the cult clothes though? Does that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, sure. Oh, 100%. Cult clothing is, 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 is optional. Um, hey, I have my hand, I have my eye on a few beach houses on the beaches in South Carolina. So. Okay. Well, we'll talk. You got to have that dream. You got to have that dream. All right. So, yeah. So we decided we were like, well, why don't we just do one? And what we did is we blatantly stole or borrowed all of the things that we loved about eBay open and the things that we didn't like, we tried to improve upon. Like we loved the format. We loved that people got together the first night before the conference and had kind of a meet and greet to break the ice. I would like to point out though, that that meet and greet was not an eBay 
sanctioned, sanctioned. or created event. That was, was true. That was created by the resellers and a lot of like some of the YouTubers and leaders who were like, we want to get together beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it turned into this huge thing. Like by the third year we did it, we almost were taking over that whole restaurant area mm-hmm. bar. So we did that and we, we, we wanted the format. We wanted to have the big party. We wanted to have a uh, fancy, you know, we wanted to have a vendor room. We wanted to have the uh, a party with a, with a DJ at the end, but we wanted to make sure that our content was specifically seller focused, seller led, seller focused. Um, eBay puts on a great conference. There's no question, but it's really, they're teaching to the lowest common denominator because that's what you do when you're doing a big conference and a big corporate thing. So it was definitely their, their sessions were definitely geared toward the platform and things with about the platform, but also geared toward a lot of beginner type mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And we felt like there wasn't enough there for continuing education or, or continuing content for other resellers that wanted to level up their business or wanted to learn um, how to do things differently or more efficiently, or, Hey, let me tell, tell me about this new platform. Um, so that's what we did. Yeah. And, you know, we, we hold it in Las Vegas at, at the Blind Center of Nevada. And we can talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but um, the reality is, is that we, we knew very early on that we wanted to be, do this. And Teresa is a great numbers person. She keeps us on task. You know, we weren't too sure if we were going to lose our shirts the first year. We, we were just, we were just hoping to put something on. And, um, we asked all of our friends to participate because even though we're baby YouTubers, we have good friends in the community that are big YouTubers that also have something to teach. And we just said, can you come? We don't know if we can, we can't pay you. We don't know if anybody's going to buy a ticket. Um, can you like invest a few thousand dollars and come to Vegas for a week and help us? And well, have fun. <laughs> everybody that we asked said, yes, of course. Um, and that's the power of community and, and making friends and connections. Yeah. And we're so grateful for those people, especially that first year that took a chance on us. And um, what a lot of people didn't know is that we're all extremely detail oriented and that Katie and I specifically have a lot of event planning experience in some of our nonprofit background, our previous lives. So I think we were able to under-promise and over-deliver. Like that first year, people were like, okay, we're just going to go to a thing and it's going to be a bunch of tables and people talking. And we like had it down and everybody was like, oh, this is good. Like you've really pulled this off. (laughs) So that felt really good. That felt really good. And I have to say the very first night, the very first meet and greet when I don't even know the first 50 people showed up at the meet and greet the night before, we looked at each other in uh, almost in tears and just said, oh my God, we did it. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have the first session yet. It didn't matter. It was like, yeah. we brought these people together in this community and we were, we were so excited. Well, and the thing with eBay open is the best part was always the networking and inter- interacting with other sellers. And there were a couple of years there, like we were, we were able to, as like kind of leaders in the community, submit our proposals for sessions we thought they should have and give feedback. And every year I would say, can we please have more seller led content? Um, Because we felt like that was the stuff that was more important. Because inherently, anytime you have a conference that's put on by a company rather than individuals, it's like, of course, they're going to be talking about their products. They're going to be talking about... That's the point. That's the whole point. And that's totally understandable. 
Um, but that's not necessarily going to going to be what people want to hear about um, more than just a little bit. And so for us, we just thought it was really important. It's like that's exactly what this is. Is it, is it sellers teaching other sellers? And because I think that that's when you go to a conference like eBay Open, that's what you're learning from anyway. It's those conversations you have with another seller who might sell something completely differently than you. And but you you hear a little piece of it and you're like, oh, that's something I could put in my business. Like that that's something that I could implement at home that could make a difference in my business. And so we're just doing that in a more intentional way. We also wanted to make sure that it wasn't just eBay centric. Of course, it's eBay centric in the sense that we all sell on eBay and that's kind of our primary platform, except for Teresa, but she's still, she's an eBay girl, even though she sells on Amazon. She has no love <laughs> for anybody at Amazon. That's just a, you know, a platform. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we talked about other platforms. We wanted to make sure that we taught people about other platforms because the days of keeping your eggs all in one basket are over in e-commerce. They have to be. You yeah. have to diversify. It's not possible. And you cannot keep everything on one platform because you're missing buyers on every platform, which has different buyers. So, you know, we wanted to make sure we talked about other platforms. So that's what we do. We try to have as much platform representation there as possible. The first year was pretty much just eBay. Yeah. I didn't want to listen. You know, we didn't, we were nobodies. We have to like convince people like, listen, this is not just one platform. Yes. The majority of people probably sell on eBay, but then last year we were able the the big get was being able to bring whatnot on and having them actually invest in our conference and send people. And it was, it was really cool. So mm -hmm. we're, we're making and wholesale mm -hmm. RIP. That was a platform last year. And, yep. and Mercari came. And so it was good. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. But that was a long answer. But it was a good answer. But it was everything we wanted to know. <laughs> everything. Well, I think, all right, let's talk about, that's how Boss came about. I, being that Libby and I have been, we are big Boss cheerleaders. Um, I didn't even know that Libby was wearing her Boss shirt today like I did. But okay. I I think I've, I've had this conversation with Vicki before. There are great conferences out there. I'm, I'm going to try... FlipCon for the first time, which I think may be the last time from what I'm understanding, but hey, we'll see. <laughs> but it, there's just something, all the different conferences I've been to in my life for the early childhood and medical conferences from when I was in a nonprofit, you leave with certain feelings and you always learn something out of all of them, but there's just something very unique and different with boss. And I think to me, the biggest term is, well, I have two, it's community and it's giving back. Those are the two biggest things that I walked away from with theirs that I learned a lot. But like you said, I connected so much, but I left there feeling like I just had an amazing week partying, yet I learned, I left with lifetime friends and I gave back to an amazing um, nonprofit that needed the support. And even my ticket alone, just going was giving back because it was held there. But the things that you did in addition with the blind center made it that much more meaningful. And when you have a connection like that, at least for me, and I know Libby and uh, also that's one of the reasons we're friends is because we connect on those values and morals of it's more than just us. You got to give back, but I you feel the same way. And I know that Teresa yeah. feels the same way. She's been a leader in the community for, for a very long time now. I just called you old, apparently. Um, but she's, <laughs> I am. She gives, she gives without 
ex any expectation of reciprocity. She is mm -hmm. someone that wants to teach and wants to help you succeed. If if you want help, Teresa's willing to give it to you and will be your biggest cheerleader. Now, don't get me wrong. If you don't take her advice and you decide to just bitch and complain, excuse my French, she will pretty much ignore you after that. But she'll, <laughs> she will be oh, wait, let me clarify no. something. I That's have, a, I will give you my advice and it, you're, it's up to you if you want to take it or not, because there is a hundred different ways to do all the different steps of what we do. Mm -hmm. But um, if you then, you know, reach out and you're still complaining about the same stuff, then I'd be like, okay. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I know that's, that's what you mean. I knew yeah. that's what you meant. But, but um, yeah, it's like, you can't, there are people that just want to complain. Yeah. And, and I will and I get, both have nonprofit backgrounds, kind of like you, Molly. Um, and we do a lot of, I, I've done, and, and Katie has done a lot of volunteer work and a lot of working with underprivileged and, and underrepresented communities. And um you know, where we hold the event at the Blind Center of Nevada, that just seemed, that was just the perfect fit. Yep. We were first talking about um, a place to actually hold the event. We weren't sure what their capacity was, so we didn't even know if it was going to work. But we, because Katie and all three of us had been there before, and we used to actually hold our meetup, uh, my monthly lo local meetup there for a, quite a while. And um, loved the facility and loved the people there, but we didn't know if they could do what we were looking to do. And immediately they were like, oh yeah, we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. And everything we ask, they can always do. Yeah. They're fantastic. Well, and, and just, so we kind of, we kind of just jumped into the whole thing about the blind <laughs> center without really talking about like, what's the connection there. So right. the blind center, it's a, it's a facility where, I mean, I think it, it probably is pretty obvious. They serve, um, they serve people who are blind and who are impaired. visually impaired. <laughs> and, uh, but they have a very large eBay operation there. And so back in, I think it was 2018, we were asked to speak at a small event that was there for sellers. And so that's where we kind of learned about um, the, mm -hmm. the blind center in the first place and saw their beautiful building that at that point was only a few years old. And they had built it specifically to, um, to uh, serve the people th that they serve, but also to be able to rent it out as venue space to raise money for their operation. And then they do the same thing with their eBay operation. And so it's just a really cool facility, but there's that connection with reselling because they do have the, that eBay operation there. And so it just so happened that it was like the perfect venue for our event. And we just feel, we just love that we have a reselling connection. It's not just about us mm -hmm. you know, randomly supporting a nonprofit. It's just that we love the people there. They love us. They, they participate in our event. It's just, a, it's, it's amazing all around. We truly yeah. feel like it's a partnership with the blind center. It's not just a facility that we're renting. It's not just a building and it's not just services that we're purchasing for for the event itself they're so excited we are the favorite event that they do every year and they've told us this many times um they look forward to it they bend over backwards for us everything we've ever asked they've been able to accommodate and it feels really good putting our money you know with our investment in the in this event putting our money with a facility that gives back directly to the community i feel so much better doing that and working with a nonprofit than you know, we live in Las Vegas. We could have, we can hold this at any type of hotel or any type of casino. Right. Um, I, I'm not so thrilled about giving money to the union workers and the millionaires that already own casinos. I, I, I'd much rather see that money working in the community. Mm -hmm. And the big thing about the blind centers, because they are resellers, at least that portion of their, of their group gets us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's a huge part of the connection, how we work well together. They get us. And when we have our event there, you get, you can, you have the option to go on a tour and it will blow your mind. It is really, Amazing. really cool what they do there. 
uh, it's super inspiring and uh, they do our catering. All of the food is made on site. It is served and created and uh, done by mostly visually impaired people. Um, all of the things down to the, the decorating and the tablecloths and things like that, everything they do set up and take down is all done by visually impaired people. Their we're, band we're that plays at our, at our party is the Broken Spectacles. So it's all Which is the best the band band. name ever. The I agree. Is their DJ, the person who does the sound, all of our tech stuff is, is their person. And visually they impaired. Have, I visually still don't impaired. understand how he does that, but. They have their own food truck, which is lights out. out. (laughs) So every little aspect of it is, is all integrated into the blind center and their services and what they do. We love it. It's awesome. And it does come through as a total partnership, like, um, from just somebody who came, it, it came through as a partnership. It never felt like you were just holding it at the blind center. It just felt, it felt wonderful. Yeah. And it felt like a partnership. So I think we've all been very intentional these past few years to make sure you mentioned earlier that um, Molly, that, you know, it felt like a community and it felt like people giving back and um, the blind center is just a part of that. But I think that all three of us are very intentional in, in the fact that we, the speakers that we choose and the the topics that we choose to talk about and the um, type of event that it is, we want people to be seen. We want everyone to feel seen, to feel like they matter, to feel included. Um, Inclusivity is very important to all of us. Uh, Nobody is better than anyone else. I don't care if you're a $5 million seller or a $500 seller, you have a voice and you matter and you can take and learn something from this event, no matter what level you're at. Um, and all of our speakers, especially in these last few years, this year, we do a lot of speakers that we don't know as well. This is the first time, uh, but the last few years, last two years, all of our speakers feel the same way as well. Uh, all of the people that have come to speak and teach, they do it because they want to give back to the community because they have, uh, been able to succeed in what they do. And they feel like it's their obligation as well to give a little bit back. And that, that really comes across, I think. So shared values. I'm going to put Samantha on the spot. Who? Samantha. Hi. Hi. <laughs> since I'm Samantha, still here. <laughs> since Samantha has not been, I wanted to see, Samantha, if you have any questions before we move into actually discussing kind of this upcoming event, if you have any questions from somebody who hasn't been to Bosch yet, any, anything you want to say or ask. Well, I mean, I've watched a lot of videos. I've heard a lot about it. I mean, everybody loves it. It's the event to go to. Uh, my biggest thing is I'm just wondering what's going to be new this year. Like what, what kind of changes have you made as compared to other years? Well, well you're going to uh, be here this year. That's going to be a change. Yep. There you go. <laughs> let's there let's you go. lead with the best change ever. <laughs> Very true. Um, I think. <laughs> and I mean, you don't have to have any changes. I'm just wondering if there's anything we're different always for looking, those that have went already. We're always looking for ways to kind of improve and uh, make sure that we're adding value and that, you know, we understand that it, it's a lot for somebody, especially if you're supporting yourself full-time reselling. It's a lot to ask you at the beginning of fourth quarter 
to come travel to Vegas, get your plane ticket, get a hotel room and come, you know, buy your ticket. It's, it's an investment, right? It's investment in your, in, in your business. And so we, we are cognizant of that and really um, can appreciate that. And so we want to make sure that you get the, as much value as possible. And we think that we put on a really good event. We do, we, oh, uh, but sure. we're always looking for ways to make that even better. And like, you know, one of the things we're doing a little bit differently this year, um, you know, the first two years, you know, the first day of the actual conference part of it, uh, Tuesday, uh, we always started at noon with our, um, with our uh, registration this year, we wanted to add, you know, Teresa had thought, well, maybe we should add another day. And we were like, oh, I think another day might be a little bit too exhausting. Like it's a lot, but we are adjusting a little bit to where we're starting a couple hours earlier in the first day. So a few more so, sessions, a couple few more, more sessions. sessions, couple more sessions. Also, we're always re really kind of mindful of, you know, as much fun as it is and as exciting as it is to be around all these people and to learn, we really try to have a good flow and we want to make sure that there's enough. It's not all serious all the time or all partying all the time. You really have to be mindful of like what the flow is going to be like. So people are having a good time, but they're able to kind of breathe a little bit too. And so uh, we're super excited that we're having um, Joe and Nicole from I'd Flip That. They're going to be bringing their their uh, their awesome reseller seller showdown. Yeah, their their, their game show on yeah. the road, and we're going to have them actually do that every day, all three days after lunch. For, they're going to do like a 15, 20 minute. So no falling asleep in your seat because your belly's yeah. full. You'll be able to. Uh, <laughs> well, you know Samantha is. We were on the show, and Samantha is the I champion. Yeah, the winner. They're so fun. So we're excited they about are. that. Um, oh, I'm so excited. We're very they're mindful that. You you can choose to spend your money in any variety of, of ways to better your business. And like you said, there are a couple of different seller conferences now. We did not invent the wheel. We just happened to be the first people to bring it back a few years ago, I think. Um, you know, but it's... It, you know, most people cannot afford to go to multiple things a year. That's just the reality. They don't have the time or the or the expense account to be able to do that. So we if you choose to attend our event, we want to make sure that you you get a good value for your investment. Yeah, we want you to be able to walk away with with being excited about your business and have new things to apply to your business, but also feel like you you got your money's worth. You know, we 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 try to make sure that um, we're very mindful of that, yeah. you know, uh, we, mm -hmm. giving you a good value for, for your investment. We're also very careful with how we kind of design the content and the scheduling. Um, and so I think this year we've really cut back a bit, quite a bit on panels. Um, so we, I think we have like one full panel panel, and then we have another session that's just, it's a couple of people, but it's not like a full panel. You know, sometimes you can have a panel of like five people and that right. can be really great, but it also can sometimes be hard for you to actually get a whole lot from any one person. And mm -hmm. so, um, this year we, I think we have like some really amazing sessions that are going to be super informative and that every single session, you'll be able to walk away with something concrete that you can do for your business to improve your business. And so we're super excited about that. And so, you know, we've got some that are kind of more fun topics, some more serious, some more that are like numbers oriented because not everybody learns in the same way. Some people want to look at, uh, they want to look at a presentation. They want to see charts. They want to see graphs and numbers. And that's great. That is um, not me. I am not that person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't learn that people. 
other people want to hear someone's story. They want to hear about struggles. They want to hear, you know, we're going to have a, a really amazing session that's going to get um, with Mike Storage Auction Pirate, where he's going to talk about stuff like, um, you know, poverty and mental health issues and things like that. And I know there's some people where they're like, I'm, I have no interest in that. And there's other people where that's going to be so inspiring. That it's might be going to be huge, I think. Right? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be huge. So it's really being able to find that balance and that flow to make sure that um, everybody gets something out of it. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are there any other major changes? No, I think, I mean, I, wasn't there change on the first night? Didn't you tell me? No, not there's no change on the first night. We had we had our meet and greet last year at the Cats Meow, which is this karaoke um, place. And uh, this year, last year was the first time we were there, so they didn't really know what to expect. And the Monday night is like their super super slow night, so they were happy to like bring in a huge crowd of people with us. Um, but they didn't know what to expect, so they kind of roped off. Not I don't even know if we got fully half of the room. It so was too little, whatever it was. It was yeah. too little. And so and it was very loud because they were, they were kind of doing their regular programming and stuff. And so this year we're going to be able to have the whole space to ourselves. And uh, control the volume for a couple of hours so that people nice. actually talk to each yeah. other and they don't have to scream yeah. at each that other. That is the change I wanted right there. Yes, <laughs> and, the, and the volume will go up after that. And that's by that time, most people that have just wanted to come for a couple of hours to talk, they'll either go at that time when the volume goes up or or whatever. Usually people are a couple right. cocktails in, you know, further in the night, so they don't care as much. But we want to make yeah. sure that, I mean, because there were several people that it was, it was too loud for me. If, if it was know, too cramped. It was, it was too, too, yeah, too hot. It was too cramped. We do pay attention to the surveys that we send out and we do mm-hmm. go read every single one of them and take into consideration. And it doesn't have to be 25 people having the same complaint. It was a valid. Um, 100%. We, we felt yeah. that it was, yeah. we, we didn't love it. Sure. First sure. year, what are we going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we we very much believe that we put on a top notch event. I think we I'm very proud of like the work that we've been able to do from the very first year on. But we absolutely listen because there's always going to be things that you can improve. And sometimes there's things that you know just aren't logistically possible for us to to change or improve upon. Like our overall, first, people, our first year, the one complaint that we heard more than once was that the seats were uncomfortable, and we were like, and we we're like, well, we can't replace the seats. They're the venue's seats. I don't know what we can do, but they replaced the seats last year, which had nothing to do with us. Yeah, and we got seat cushions. And we got seat cushions, so we, we did tried. What we could do. Thank you, Liz. Perfectly. Yes, exactly. Liz <laughs> perfectly listened. They got the seat cushions for us. Um, so, I mean, sometimes it's little things, uh, you yeah. know, the first year we, everybody wanted tacos and we had food trucks and the taco truck lines were too long. So last year we made sure there were two <laughs> taco trucks, um, you know, just little improvements that, you know, there, nothing's ever going to be a hundred percent smooth, no matter what. That's another thing that we are changing. So we came into it being like, you know, um, what's the most, how can we do the lunches so that they're good? But, you know, we can actually pull it off. And so that's where we're like, let's do food trucks. And we thought that was a fantastic idea. And it was a great idea. And we did it the first year. We had some logistical issues, like Vicki said. And then, but it went so great that the, the blind center was like, well, we want a food truck. Can we do one too? And so they actually started their food truck because of our event. And so last year they, they were there as well. But they also had, they had like the food truck that was doing like burgers and stuff. And then they had a whole station set up where they did their tacos, which let me tell you, their tacos are freaking amazing. They were so so good. good. They were (laughs) best. They were able to serve people so quickly because they're seriously, they're so good at everything that they do. There was a huge line, but they, the way they had it set up, super efficient, super efficient, very fast. And to the point where a couple of the food trucks that had come were kind of disappointed because they didn't make the money they were hoping to make. 
And so this year, we didn't know if it was going to be possible, but we came to them and we said, hey, listen, what do you think about you guys handling all of the lunch? Having your food truck, having your station, and then maybe having a couple of other stations, could you handle 400 people and serve them lunch in 90 minutes to where everybody gets fed and nobody's like waiting? Standing in line for 30 minutes. Right. Could you do it? And they're like, yeah, we can do it. And let me tell you from our experience with them, every time they say, yeah, we can do it, they can. And they deliver beyond what we even Beyond expect. expectations. That's so, the other thing. I'm too. waiting all year for that horchata because it was the best thing oh, I've ever so had. Good. <laughs> the you know, best. I'm going to say agree with you. things about the Blind Center that we didn't talk about is yes, they do all the catering and all the all the food and everything, but they do it so well. It mm -hmm. is top level. We're not talking, you know, the boxed lunches that you get at a, at a hotel conference. We've all been to those. Where you have to put your own mayonnaise you know, your, on your sandwich. Your, bottle of water, <laughs> your soggy sandwich. You know, it, it, we've all had that. That's it's, the line you draw, putting mayonnaise <laughs> on your sandwich. I'm like, I, make a sandwich for me. Why do I gotta do it myself? But like, we're all used to that, right? We've all been to those conferences and it's just part of what you come to expect when you go to a conference. The food is, is, whatever. It's not always great. It's mediocre at best usually. And sometimes it can be better. And we wanted to make sure that we could do that and still provide an affordable ticket, obviously for people. So we have these, they put all the food together and they do it so well. So the, the last party of the, um, on the Thursday night of the event, um, we do a fully catered, uh, uh, meal, uh, well, kind of like picky foods, but lots of it. There's plenty of it. There's plenty of oh, yeah. it. And, um, you know, they provide these great homemade home baked snacks in the afternoon every afternoon, like ridiculous desserts. I mean, it's not just a platter of stale cookies. It's like, I have so to say, good. listen, when you get me started talking about food, we're, we're talking the rest of the time about this. Okay. <laughs> the show's over after this. So I'm just going to talk for another half an hour. About no. So Liz Perfectly was doing their, um, listening party in the USA, their, their, their national tour. And they came through Vegas. And of course in Vegas, we're going to do, we're going to do it at the blind center. And so they did the food, but they also did the desserts. And so speaking of the horchata, Libby, horchata ice cream, they made oh, no. Oh, no. Horchata ice cream with fresh and warm churros fresh they had crunch they had wait, wait can you like, make sure that is at, that is we, there we are, we, one of the afternoons we can't promise sure. we we're can't, asking we're asking we can't promise because okay. they have to say they can do it but it was seriously i got the and i'm not even a horchata person but i was like i'm gonna try it so i got the horchata ice cream i got the churro i dipped my churro in the ice cream <laughs> let me tell you libby life changing life-changing it was some of the best ice cream i've ever had in my life and, and, I'm not even, and i'm not even a horchata or a churro person i wouldn't normally get that anywhere yeah. but it's what they had we went to the mexican so team ridiculous yeah their food is so good and everything's really top-notch it's honestly uh we probably should have had them cater our wedding uh it, everything <laughs> about what they did is is so good yeah so we won't be we won't be hungry. We won't be worried about food at all because no. we'll be well taken care of. But we'll um, probably to come back on, a couple extra so, pounds. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Molly. And we'll probably come back a couple extra pounds heavier. Oh yeah, <laughs> for May, sure. but it's worth it. Yeah. You'll, 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 I mean, Vegas is still kind of warm in October, not hot. Kind of the perfect weather in October. But you'll you'll be walking around and doing a lot of stuff too. So you'll 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 balance it out. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it'll be fine. So. Like for a lot of years when eBay open had their thing, I just couldn't go. And I think some of our listeners, you know, you have other stuff going on. I had a store to run. Mm -hmm. I had kids. I couldn't go. I had horrible FOMO. Um, it, it was awful. And then for another year, I was on the fence where I could have gone if I really wanted to. And I regret passing up that opportunity and being on the fence because now having attended events, 
I realize what an investment that is yeah. in myself and in my business and in the community. So if you're on the fence, please, please consider jumping over to the other side, getting on the plane, driving, getting to boss, because I'm telling you from experience, it is absolutely worth it. And it's, I say this all the time. Tell us a little bit about the virtual. Well, oh, let, me, let me tell you about what, what I always tell people, because there are a, there is a segment of our community that is afraid, intimidated, shy, all those things, have anxiety. And I tell them every time, it, all you have to do is get yourself there. Mm-hmm. Get yourself there. And the minute you walk into the door, you will find your people. They will be friendly to you. There's three opening questions. What do you sell? How long have you been selling? What platforms do you sell on? If you ask anybody that, then you can just, you just opened up a conversation. And that seems to be a way for people that have those social anxieties or traveling alone or going someplace by yourself or you don't know anybody else seem to help them. And I know that, you know, different events that we've done and gone to, I put that out there. And if, you know, you walk in and you see me, then I will absolutely go around and introduce you to people. And then the rest of the week, it's like you just at home with family. So if you're one of those people that have that anxiety and concern, then just know you just have to get yourself on the airplane. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. put I agree. in a Facebook group beforehand as well. So people can find roommates. If they're looking for roommates, they can get to know each other. They can be like, okay, I'm coming in on Sunday afternoon. Who's who wants to meet me for lunch at this location? Who wants to go to the pool? It, 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 it helps people beat that social anxiety. Teresa has been, has been doing this for years. She did it back in eBay open days. She would make sure that, you know, if somebody was coming by themselves, come and find her and or she she'd could, pick you up at the airport, or she'd pick you up at the airport. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, our first year that we did this, we'll, we'll, we'll throw poor Kenny under the bus. He'll probably never see this, uh, <laughs> but our friend, you know, this, our friend now He's Kenny, definitely a friend. Was, this, was this super shy, shy, and he's still shy, super shy. Oh, is that guy our that friend Kenny to too, Molly? Yes. Probably. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was the very first year and we were at our little meet and greet the night before and he didn't know anyone and he was sitting by himself and it took all three of us tag teaming to go and make sure that we sat with him to try to draw him out. And it was like pulling teeth and he was so shy, but we're like, no, you're not going to sit here by yourself and feel like no, we're going to introduce you to people. Come on. And And, uh, by the third night he was hugging everybody. (laughs) He, he came back last year. He, he went and had dinner with whiskey. us. We were yeah. newbies and he came and had dinner with us. Mm-hmm. He's uh he actually came out to Vegas about six months ago and invited us out to hang out and go to dinner. Like he's so friendly and he was just so shy. And now we but he put it pushed himself out of his comfort zone because he wanted to see what was up. Here's the other thing: he didn't even know what this was about. He found it on Instagram exactly. and on a whim said, Oh, let me go do this because he was selling online. And it was, I mean, like those people amazed me because I don't know that I could do that. Me either. But he, I mean, people that are just like come out of nowhere because, you know, somebody, they saw somebody on YouTube or on Instagram that was going to this event. And it's kind of like, well, I like that person. And if I go to the event, maybe I'll get to talk to that person. So that happens yeah. quite a bit. Well, and, um, and so, but to, to then get there and be comfortable with everybody, like that just, that says a lot. Well, and yeah. with the, and with this job, you know, as as you all know, 
especially if you have never been to any kind of reseller event with this job, it's a very, it can be a very lonely job. We're lucky that we are a couple, we each have our own businesses, but because we do basically the same thing, it's like we get to work together and we both work from home. We get to go sourcing together. We went to the bins this morning. So we don't have to feel as isolated as, as some people do. And if you've never been to a reseller event, you don't realize how much of, I think, an emotional toll it can take. You know, if you're a doctor or an accountant, or a nurse, or even somebody who works at a, at a grocery store. When you tell people what your job is, they understand what your job is. They know it's a job. They understand that you pay your bills with it. There's no question about it. For a lot of people, they don't have people in their lives who get what reselling is. What and are you they doing? You're selling people's junk online? Yeah. How do you pay your bills? That and can't be sustainable. They don't understand what it is, or maybe they do, and they're maybe a little hostile about it, or they don't they don't appreciate that it's a job job and you can't just drop everything and go help them with something. There's a lot of reasons why I feel like when you do come together with a bunch of resellers, it blows your freaking mind the first time. Because you're like, oh, this these people know exactly where I'm these coming from. These are my people. I think we use the phrase, this is my tribe far too frequently, but yeah. it's true in this case. Like, it's a good segue for me. I'm just going to briefly say, like, I, I had been selling, like I said, since 1998. There had been various eBay events over the years, eBay Radio, eBay Live, eBay whatever, over those years. And some of them were right in my backyard. And I never went to any of them. And I've said this many times. I used to say, I'm not a joiner. I have friends. What do I need these friends for? Just because they do the same thing as I do? What the hell's that? I don't need, I don't need to go meet a bunch of strangers just because we all sell online. What is that good? What good is that going to do me? Okay, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Seriously. And, 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 and everyone that knows me knows that I am friendly and I am outgoing, but I, I didn't feel like I needed that in my life. And when eBay Open came here in 2016 for the first year, I happened to have a local friend that was like, Why are you not going? What is wrong with you? It's right here in your backyard. You need to go. And I was like, meh totally convinced me to go. And I was pretty much didn't even want to be there. I was like dreading it. And within the first hour or two of, of being there, I was like, oh, okay. I'm now. <laughs> and I really just stood back and observed a lot that first day or two. And then I dove in and, and I've never looked back. And honestly, I have made some of the most incredible friendships and relationships, and especially obviously Katie, Teresa, all of the friends that I've made that are, have become like family. Okay. So you get your first initial, we all have this in common. We're all resellers. And then you dive a little bit deeper through the surface of layers of the acquaintanceship and you find the people that you align with on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just brings you closer together. And we travel all over the country to visit friends and, and Teresa does as well. And, um, yeah, it's just honestly the, the friendships and the community that have come out of this have been, are the best thing ever. Yeah. So one of the things that came like full circle community wise, you're wearing your dirty Diane's hat, the dirty Diane's hat was, is probably one of the most beautiful examples of, of things that can happen with reseller connections. So can you tell us a little bit about our friend Diane and how that connection was born? Um, so in 2018, Diane and Trish uh, came to eBay Open, and uh, I don't think I was with Katie at the time. I wasn't like physically next to her, but um, we were going up the escalator or down the escalator at one point, and I know Trish and Diane were going in the opposite direction, whatever it was, and I could hear Trish, who I did not know at the time, uh, yelling, uh, where's the box? <laughs> and, and I stopped and I turned around and I said, where are you from? 
and uh, being from New England myself, I recognize a New England accent, right? So uh, immediately, she's like, why? Where, do you, where are you from? Immediately, this is what we are like in New England. You get a chip on your shoulder, like, what's it to you? I'm going to punch you up. Why'd you ask me that question? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm, she's, she's like, why? Where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Rhode Island. Where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from outside of Boston. And I was like, well, Boston, as she says it. And I was like, I knew it. You sound like home. And that was, that was it. That was, we, we started hanging out that week and uh, we, we had a pool day together and we went and got tacos with Teresa and Katie and I, and Trish and Diane are like best buds from the Boston area. And and they, they, they run become, a meetup over there. They run a meetup there and they've become like a very, very close friends. I would consider them two of our closest friends over the last few years. And the dirty Diane's thing happened because uh, last, well, December of, uh, 2021, Diane was diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer. Um, and I'm going to try to do this without, without choking up, <clears throat> but there's no, there is no cure. She's not going to get better. Um, but what she has decided to do and, and thank God she's still with us and she's doing well. And, uh, you know, she was given anywhere from six months to four years at the time. Um, and that window has been shortened over the last couple of years. Uh, but, she has, she decided that she wasn't just going to go and sit at home in a room and cry and give up and just die. And I truly think a lot of her strength and the fact that she's still here with us is because she chose to not do that. She keeps setting goals of places she wants to go and things she wants to do and um, things she wants to achieve. And she keeps meeting those goals. And, and it's really inspiring. Um, one of the things that, you know, she, Last year, her goal was to make sure she could get to our wedding back in December. And it was very touch and go until the very, until a few weeks before whether she was going to feel up to it. And she came and she had just started chemo the week before. And uh, the week after our, our, our wedding, she start, she lost her hair her, and she had to shave her head. And um, immediately I'm that person. I'm like, I'm going to shave my head. Well, no, it was more like she comes to me and she's like, I think I have to shave my head. I said, I think I should. I didn't say have to. Okay, I, said, she, I think I should. I think I should. And I'm like, yeah, no, you shouldn't. Because for one thing, <laughs> Diane's going to kill you. And secondly, I don't want to have to live with you for the next two years while it grows back out. Okay. <laughs> so I said, how about this? I will shave my head because I already have short hair. Um, but it'll still be the gesture. It wasn't and we'll as do much a, of a sacrifice, I guess. We'll do the video. Plus, it's like I wanted to shave, I kind of want to shave my head, but she won't let me do it. Um, so I shaved my head. We did a video about it and uh and to help raise awareness and to raise money because we'll talk about it in a second. Diane does have um a, a fund that she set up as her legacy to support the blind center, again, bringing it back around to the blind center. Um, and so, and then I had said, you know, our, our friend Angel, he shaved his head too. And I'm like, well, now we're basically in a gang and we're the dirty Dianes. And so, uh, Crystal Angel's wife, um, and our friend, she was like, well, I have these hats and I have the, I think it's like the cricket machine or something like that. She's like, I can make them hats. And so I designed a logo. Basically we come up with dumb ideas and then we're, we just like start making stuff. And uh, <laughs> this was a very good idea. And so we had our hats and then the whole challenge was, hey, if you want one of these hats, you can shave your head. Well, of course, most people don't. Want I didn't do that. I didn't. No. And so <laughs> no. Diane realized, hey, this is an opportunity. And so now it's like, or you can donate at least $250 and then you can get your own Dirty Diane's hat. And at first Diane was like, what are they saying about me? What does that mean? Dirty Diane's? Are they saying I'm dirty? Do I <laughs> What is that? She didn't get it. She didn't get the reference. And it was kind of like the Dirty Diana song from Michael Jackson. It was, yeah, it was kind of it's like our punk band, man. 
And now she gets it and she realizes that it was not an insult. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Jeez. And, uh, and to talk about it just briefly, and, and I know you've talked about it before because you've done a, a fundraiser for her, but um, the Fearless Living Fund is a, uh, a nonprofit that, um, that Diane and her family have set up to be her, her lasting legacy. Um, she was very inspired by the Blind Center and the people that she met there. And um, that was because of coming to the, the remix the first couple of years. And what she wanted to do is, you know, first of all, Diane and her family are financially okay with her sickness and, and it has not devastated them like it does so many people financially. So she wanted to make sure that, you know, people always want to help when there's something wrong, right? You, people want to give and they want to help you. And there's only so much you can do when someone is terminal. We, we can't take that away from her. We can't take that away from her family, but she has this focus that she wants to help people um, after she's gone. And she has set up this, this charity that her family has contributed a, a, quite a large sum to, um, and we're raising money and we'll continue to raise money to benefit an individual that uses the services at the Blind Center. So it'll be a scholarship of sorts. A lot of these people are... Um, really below the poverty line, if not, not just a lot, most, and many yep. of them are homeless. And they, this facility is their only access to day-to-day -day stimulation and activities meals. and meals. And, um, you know, I think people that are, live on marginalized communities in society have much more difficulty accessing normal, um, help and things. And so, this is going to be a scholarship that's going to be given out every year at, at the Boss Remix, um, hopefully by Diane and her family this year, um, God willing. And, and going forward, her family will come every year and someone will um, will give it out to, to uh, an individual. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was an amazing thing. It just goes to show you what these connections with this community and what these connections can do. And, you know, to miss out on that is... Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine if I wasn't there and I missed out on, on seeing um, the blind center and spending time with Diane and all of that. I mean, she's the blind just a bright center light in the community. Just, she's a bright light. She's a bright light in general. And yeah. I think that anyone that meets her, regardless of where she is right now, but even especially now, she just glows from within and I, and uh, she touches everybody. She's like everybody's mom or grandma yeah. or sister. Like she's just, yeah, she's just good people. Yeah, 100%. Hmm. I just want to hug her again. I got to spend lots of time with her. <laughs> she's just so great. I know. And it was nice to really get to know her daughter more. Mm -hmm. um, when we were with them recently. It was much, it was nice. So her family is just as amazing as she is. Like she has these two amazing children. Uh, clearly her and her husband have, have done a great job because they're just as awesome as she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to bring it back around to the actual business part of the event. Libby had brought up earlier the virtual aspect. Now, I'm going to preface this, y'all, with again, if you're on the fence, jump over. In person, by far, is the best way to go because that is how you really get that connection and this whole full circle community we're talking about. You get it when you're there. And I promise you, it happens within the first five minutes you walk in the building. It's it's that quick. I'm speaking from experience. And watch our recap from last year to see what yeah. Molly overcame to get on that plane and get to Boss Reseller Remix. Because 
yeah, she was trying to drag me on a train and all of this <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, there is no way. I was There's trying no to get somebody to my business down to get on a train with you. No, nobody would do a cross country <laughs> drive trip with me. I mean, I just, for the love of God, somebody, anyway, you probably now can figure it out. But um, if you cannot go to the other side of the fence where we really want you to, because we would all love to hang out with you, there is another option. And we'd like for you ladies to discuss this other option. Teresa. Yeah. For you, uh, Teresa, go for it. So, yeah, so we have um, a virtual option for those of you that can't take the time or, or can't be away from your family or what whatever reason that you can't join us in person. Um, we have a virtual option this year. Last year, we had a virtual option that was taped and you could watch it later. This year, it's going to be live. And wow. we are going to be entertaining the audience that is watching live. So there will be some interaction there. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so we're really excited about that to be able to uh, reach out to the community. For those of you that may have small kids at home, or, you know, like I said, there's a million reasons why some, somebody might not be able to come. Um, and so we're really excited about that. I'm super, super excited to see how that goes. And, um, you know, some of this to be for us to even be able to go back and watch it later, because we're running around. We, we don't get to see the sessions for the most part. There's yeah, a lot so that we miss. Yep. Yeah. So Vicki had mentioned earlier, the Facebook group. So when you get a ticket and I understand there are some people who maybe you like swore off Facebook a long time ago. So you might need to like create a new uh, Facebook account, you know, maybe use a fake name, whatever. It doesn't really use matter. Your dog's name. As long as you tell us who you are, if you only use it for this group. Um, so you get to be in the private Facebook group. And the nice thing about that uh, for people who are going to be in person is it makes it really easy to like make plans, to meet up, to do stuff like that. And for people who are virtually attending, it's cool because you get to kind of feel it's the next best thing to being there because not only are you going to get to see the all the sessions live streamed and you can interact, you can ask questions. We guarantee we will, for each session, we will at least ask one or two questions that are from the at-home audience. So you will be heard. But uh, you also get to see and participate in all the other conversations. And while people are out, you know, they're posting pictures and they're posting videos and stuff. So it's like you get to see it all uh, in a way that other people who don't have a virtual ticket don't get to be a part of it. So if you, it's the closest thing. And yeah. also it's not only there for you to watch real time in it, you'll be able to go back and yeah. watch it. it you know, it, yep. the sessions will be there indefinitely. There's no the, as long as the group exists, which we're not getting rid of it, it's ours. Yeah. Um, as long as Facebook doesn't implode, your sessions will be there indefinitely. And to be quite honest with you, they'd still be there because we'd find another way because of the platform we're using to record everything. Uh, uh, but the sessions will be there. You'll be able to review them many times over, especially if there's one that has a lot of detail and you want to be able to go back and review it many times. Um It'll be there for you to be able to review as many times as you need. And you'll have access yeah. to all of the sessions. It's not just some of them. And if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on the consignment chat ladies session, because let me tell you, at Camp Listing Party, your presentation visually and the actual presentation <laughs> itself was one of the best. And you guys did a great job. And so those of you at home, if you can't come to the event to see them do it live, the next best thing is going to be to do it virtually because they, you guys, seriously, I'm not just saying it because we're on your show 
right now. It was really <laughs> today, actually. She did say it prior to that. Yes. And it's not the same session, just so you know. It's going to be a completely no, different, totally topic. different topic. So we uh, are we are really going to talk about different ways to diversify your reselling business. I'm going to give us a little plug <laughs> here. Um, you know, and not leave money on the table, right? Like we're sometimes fighting over every scrap and we're going to give you the tools to do that. So I think something that's definitely you might want to rewatch because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. Excited. All right. Well, y'all, we have spent a good amount of time. I think we could actually spend another hour plus if we just wanted to just Keep it on, keep it on. But have you seen Katie and Vicky's show on Sunday? <laughs> what I'm saying, I mean, we're the same way. You know, back in the day when we first started, we had the free Zoom that had a time cut off. So we had to stop it at a certain time. Right. Then we bought into Zoom and now we're like, oh, wait a minute. Did we just talk for over an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we put you ladies on here and we could just go all day. But we do. We all got businesses to run. We, we all got to run our to do. <laughs> so we do have to come to an end. I cannot thank you ladies enough for joining us. This has been phenomenal. We're excited to share more details with everybody. Again, Libby is going to link up everything, everything that anybody will need from this show to find Anything and everything we've talked about. She's going to so take- give a give a plug with your with your link for the um, virtual. Libby or Molly, do you guys? Oh, go ahead, Molly. You'll get the wording right. I was you just going to say, there you go. It. Samantha's got to do it for me. All right, go I ahead, Samantha. Samantha. Make it happen. Across the screen, use code CCHATS for your virtual ticket and receive a discount. $10 off. $10 CCHATS, <laughs> C-C-H-A-T-S. All tickets are on sale now. Tickets have been on sale selling briskly since July 1st. We do have a capacity, so you don't want to wait till the last minute. Yes. For the entire up- month of July, tickets are on sale for last year's price of $345. August 1st, they're going to jump up a little bit to $395. Uh, so you want to make sure you take advantage of the lower price if you're if you possibly can. Snag now. it now. Yes, do it. I like it. All we're right. a thrifty bunch. You know we're getting the early brick pricing. <laughs> exactly. You know it. Exactly. If you're Use a, the code. Can you even call yourself a thrifter if you're not willing to jump on the discount immediately? Right. <laughs> Buy early, use the codes. You gotta, you gotta save it everywhere you can. We course. won't judge if you don't, but I mean, we might. Oh, we might a little. We might a little. But bit. you know what? Here's the thing, bit. y'all. The more money you you save, the more fun you have in Vegas. There you <laughs> go. Fun money. Fun That's money. True. There's a lot of fun to be had. There's too. a lot of fun to be had. We do make sure that we have lots of plans outside of just the conference session that you can either participate in or not. But you're not going to be bored. And that's one of the things I absolutely loved about Boss is you guys had something for everybody and the social activities that were just come if you want outside of it were a ball, a ball. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies, we always end our sessions with a little cheers. So if you have a cup, I don't care what's in it, or you can fake a cup. We've had that happen too. I think let's do lunch podcast. Didn't Kristen use a candle? Kristen used a yeah. candle when she was on. That was great. Thank goodness it wasn't lit. All right, y'all. Until next time. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us on consignmentchats.com.
Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, join our free private Facebook community.